I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for this day, as this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Fill us with your spirit today, God. Wherever we go, let us spread love, joy, peace, goodness, and faithfulness. Let us desire to become more like you and to worship you in all that we do. Thank you for always setting the example and and going before us, God. All these things we ask in your son Jesus' name. Let every heart say amen. Your weekly pick-me-up comes from Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and it simply says this. I am not condemned. I walk in freedom. Though our heart may condemn us in Christ, there is no condemnation. Though Satan tempts us to despair in Christ, there is no condemnation. Though people around us may judge, isolate and reject us in Christ, there is no condemnation. 
Today marks our 16th episode of the I Worship and Praise podcast, and we have yet another amazing special guest with us today. I am your host, Jennifer Robinson, and to you, I say welcome. The I Worship and Praise podcast is designed to create the conversation around praise and worship and also to give some inspiration and encouragement to those in need, considering our current climate. Ty Winder is a worship pastor based out of Oklahoma City. He currently serves as the worship pastor at Life Church in Midwest City, Oklahoma. His mission is simply to inspire people to glorify God more thoroughly and intimately through the use of the arts and music. Here's worship pastor Ty Winder. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning into the I Worship and Praise podcast. I have a very special guest with me today, none other than worship pastor Ty Winder. Hey, Ty, how are you? What's up, Jen, man? I'm so glad to be here. You have the best podcast voice, by the way. I'm so serious. Maybe we should co- Maybe you should be my co-host one day. What do you think? I'd love to. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. So how have you been? How was your Easter yesterday? Listen, I'm doing really well. In spite of the world around us, I, I, feel, I feel really good. Like, um, 2020 was rough, but going into 2021 was also rough, actually, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I feel like in spite of all that, I have a ton of hope and I'm hopeful for the things that I currently see, but even more hopeful for the things that are, are yet to come. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So let's 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 jump right into this. So who is Ty Wender? Who who is he? Oh, gosh. I mean, like if we're talking identity wise, like I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm a black man. Um, if we're talking about like as far as like occupation, calling, giftings and stuff. I'm a worship pastor, more importantly, mm-hmm. a worship leader um, and uh, a vessel that's used by the Lord, however he sees fit. Um, but I would say more than anything, like a servant, like I just get to serve the local church. Yes. Um, that's who I am. Um, I There are people that are called um, in different seasons to be on like these global platforms and stuff. And then um, I don't ever want us to forsake people that are called to, to lead locally. Like, and that's what I'm called to do and so that's that's how I want to nutshell I'm fun I love music um I'm a little holy a little ratchet that's Ty Winder you said you're a little holy and you're a little ratchet hey listen you have to live a balanced life right yeah. you have to be balanced yeah it's okay to have a little ratchet and a little Jesus that's right you know? I would like to say like a 70 30 um you decide which one is no, I'm just playing like 70 holy. <laughs> so Ty, when did I meet you? I met you some years ago. Was it on the campus of ASU or was it before that? Was it on the campus? You know what? I think it may it may have been on the campus. If it wasn't on the campus, it was at some type of like church musical event Function. around the same time. So right. I was in I started college in 2009, 2010. So yep. That means it's been well over 10 years that we've been. It has been at Arizona State University. Yep. Well, I think I did meet you. I did meet you there. I don't know if I met your mom before then or if I met her around that time. I'm not sure. I want to say I met you before I met your mom. I would agree. Yep. That's what I want to say. Yep. But she is, when I say she is a powerhouse herself, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. I always tell people that my mom is way better than me. They're always like, man, you're because because there was a time when they would be like, oh, you're Rhonda's son, you're Rhonda's son. And now they're like, oh, you're Ty's mom, which is Ty's so mom. 
you don't know thighs, if you don't know thighs, mom, you don't know, you don't know Mama Rhonda. Then listen, you don't know me. We are one in the same. Listen, uh, listen. Get to know Rhonda Kutcherman. Seriously, yeah. wonderful woman of God. Really, she is. Okay, so Ty, when did you start singing? At what age, roughly? Uh, I was about five years old. Yeah, so I was five. I have a twin brother, and then my older brother, mm -hmm. seven. And we used to sing with my mom in a little singing group called All for Him. And so uh, she would make me practice every single day after school. Um, and I really felt like she was Joe Jackson, but you know, <laughs> without burn, she didn't burn our feet or anything like that. Just to be clear, my mom, she, she was good to us still. So all, all for him, right? Yep. Is that what you said? Yep. I think I saw you guys sing a few times. That's probably true. We would always do like Eddie James songs and they would okay. acapella. And yeah, we were, yeah, we were little kids just roaming these streets singing songs. All for him. Oh, so do you guys sit around some every now and again and still sing together or is that done and over with? Yeah, so <laughs> you know, they, some of them don't sing as much as they used to. And so mm -hmm. when we get together, we do attempt to sing. Um, the voices are not all the same. So yeah. um, between puberty and life, uh, their voices <laughs> just don't sound the same. But uh, we do we do, we do, do gather and, and do a little do, re, mi, fa, so, la, tito. Right, everybody. I hear you. I hear you. So, so how long have you been? Um, how long have you been leading worship? Yeah, so I've been leading worship since I was maybe a teenager. Well, my mom was a worship leader, and she was always amazing. But at that time, praise and worship, as they called it back then, was like very different than it is now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I started like singing on the team. But it wasn't until I was probably about sixteen or so where I really understood what it meant to actually lead worship and lead people and set the atmosphere, not just yeah. like lead songs, sing songs, you know? Wow. So, so, so then at what point did you transition from, or was there ever a point um, that you transitioned from just singing to actually ministering? No. So I, when I was 18, uh, right around the time that you met me is when I started actually like taking it seriously um, mm -hmm. at the time. Uh, it, that was, it was something that I love to do and I was happy to volunteer doing it for the rest of my life. And so I didn't grow up in a church where people were, were working in full-time ministry. They were bivocational. And so they might've been leading the church, but they were janitor during the daytime. And so right. um, I was serving on my, at my local church on the team. And then I started getting elevated in leadership because I was faithful and like, just so just serving. Um, but it had to be around 18 is when my leaders recognized like there was a gift um, in a call in my life that I didn't fully see yet, but they just kind of kept pouring into me and kept giving me opportunities, even though I was young and dumb, they still did it. And then here we are, you know, 10 plus years later. As a worship pastor. I am a worship pastor, which the biggest difference to me when we say those terms is like, um, I don't just leave people on stage. Mm -hmm. um, so while I get to do that, I would say that that could make a difference between a worship leader and a worship pastor that my job, my role, my calling is to on and off stage um, yeah. is to pastor people. And so that doesn't always happen through music. That's in conversations, doing life with people, pouring into them, helping develop people. And so I think that's what differentiates people from being a worship leader and a worship pastor. Wow. Okay. Good to know that difference. Okay. So, so is leading worship like, would you say it's a spiritual gift or is this something that you just know how to do? Yes. Okay. So um, I think it's both. So I would say both mainly because I got to experience what worship was like from a young age. I got to see my mom lead worship. Some of the best of the best of worship right. poured into my life from Alma Kirkendall to Buddy Strong, 
mom, Rhonda, like they, they, I really got to see what living um, life as a worship leader looked like, not just on stage, but what it looked like off stage. Um, and those were natural gifts that some of them had, but it's also, um, it's also something that has to be developed. Like gifts, gifts, you can have a gift all you want, but it's what matters the most is how you steward that gift. And so um, it's something that naturally, I have naturally have the ability to lead songs and to sing. Yeah. Um, but as far as the gifting of leading worship, um, it's something that has to be developed and that comes with like mis- experience one, but two, absolutely, what does your lifestyle look like off stage mm-hmm. where you can actually lead people uh, to, to this place or walls come down as you lead worship. And that only comes from your relationship with the Lord because he's the only one that has the ability to really break down those walls. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so who are some of your musical influences? Gosh, so if we're talking like, and I, I always hate the term secular and Christian, but like, I'm going to break them into multiple categories here. So mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder, hands down, that yeah. is my guy. Um, if you don't know who Stevie is, then I feel like you're not a real musician. <laughs> music. Um, I would say through high school years, John Legend was a huge inspiration of mine, but I do mm-hmm. love 90s R&B is my jam. So you give me a little Tevin Campbell. Uh, yes. I love Anita Baker so much. So mm-hmm. I'm a total person. So like I, you know, there are a lot of people that can do riffs, runs and all type of things. And I think that they are incredible, but I'm listening for like, how does your voice make me feel? Like, is it going to reach my soul? So like Tina Turner, also mm. an inspiration of mine. She just got that to her voice. Um, and then Beyonce, hands down. I think her her level of excellence um, and what she's been able to do for the past 20 years is unmatched. And it's something to, to be admired, no matter what genre of music she sings. Right. Uh, and then Christian wise, gosh, everything from, Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond growing up to require people like Hezekiah and them. But um, and then I I, just, I remember being a teenager and just loving what Ty Tribbett was doing. Mm. It, was, it was so fresh and so new. And um, I remember trying to dress like uh, his group and getting in trouble because they were like, <laughs> different, trying to be different. I'm like, well, I am different. I'm called to stand out. And, right, right. Uh, and then in, in later, in latter years, I think like your Elevation Worship and Hill Songs um with a little bit of like Todd Delaney in there mm. um gosh Molly music I love him yeah like I, I the when Paul talks about being all things to all people I take that approach with music as well and even how I lead worship of like you're gonna get a little soul you're gonna get a little contemporary Christian like I'm gonna I hope to fuse all of my musical influences together so everyone it's relatable when I lead people from different walks of life and backgrounds yeah Wow. Oh, you you missed you mentioned some heavy hitters, Todd Delaney. Ooh, just him alone. Oh my God. He's one of my favorite. Definitely one of my favorite artists. He slept on because his voice is sick. Oh like, goodness. Yes. Like, oh, Travis Green has to be in there. Travis too. Green. Mm-hmm. As well. And then recently Maverick City music. Mm-hmm. Those are my guys. I know a few of them personally in like even seeing their journey and watching it like has been really cool to see and they've really fused together all of the different genres of christian music that shouldn't be separated anyway mm-hmm. they are and they it sounds like heaven when when they really yeah so. wow so so who or what inspires you who inspires you or what inspires you man so i was just sharing this with my team this past week and what it, i think what inspires me the most are are the people so like we don't lead worship for ourselves like when you're on a platform or you're on stage like you're legit not doing it for you mm-hmm. like it's an outpouring an overflow of what's already in your heart and what you've already done in preparation to even get yeah. to that platform 
But when I look out during like the times where I get to lead worship and I see those people with tears rolling down their eyes or maybe mm-hmm. maybe their arms are crossed and the next time you see them at church, you know, their arms are a little bit extended and the next week it's a little bit more and their posture changes over time. It's because yes. God is going to work with them in them throughout a course of a period of time. And I've gotten to play a part in that. And to me, that is like the the best thing in the world to see people take next steps with the Lord. And I've gotten to contribute mm. to that in some type of way that God used little old messy me um, to help break down walls or to create an environment where people feel free enough to just surrender whatever they're going through, whatever they're dealing with. And like that inspires me beyond anything else. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. You said one one Sunday they're here, the next they're there. And then before you know it, their whole entire posture changes and you have something to do with that. Yeah. So my, wow. my, church, my church, we have a, we, we call them axioms or things that we live by. We live mm-hmm. out. Uh, one of our axioms for worship is we are worshipers who build worshipers. And like that, that's what keeps me going. It's like, I'm a worshiper and I get to build worshipers. Yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so then what's your definition of praise and worship? What's your definition? That is always such an interesting question that I <laughs> don't don't beat me up, people. Um, so to me, praise is is fully um like thanking him, blessing him for for what he has done. Mm-hmm. It's a very outward um facing thing. And to me, worship is fully vertical. It's all the way up. Like it is not about you. And that that is a challenging part about gospel music because a lot of it is like, gosh, I was down and out. I was beat up, and God did this for me. Um, and so we we praise him, we thank him for what he's done. But vertical right. is like straight up, like this is just unto you, God. Thank you. Like even if you never did another thing, like and so I, I for me that's the biggest difference in the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So 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 how important do you think music is in a um, in a worship setting? How important is music? So we it, it's a huge factor. So yeah, people come to church. Um, they come to church for usually two or three things, right? Or let's say four, we're going to put four, do four categories. They're going to, first, they're going to want to know if it's a welcoming environment. Do I feel mm-hmm. here? Do I feel welcome here? Right. Uh, second thing that they're going to want to know is what's this kids ministry looking like student ministry um, because they want to bring their family to church. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about the overall experience of church services. Um, people are coming there for two things. They're coming for worship and they're coming for the word. And sometimes they're not coming for both. They're coming for one or the other. Yeah. So you got people that are like, man, I don't really like this music, but I need this word in my life. Or some people are like, man, the message is cool, but it's the worship that hits different. That's music. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what qualities should um, an effective worship leader possess? What qualities do you think an effective worship leader should have? I think number one is humility. Yes. It is not about us. It is not about us. It is not our platform to use as we please. Like it's the Lord's and he's mm-hmm. a great to do this. Um, I think there's some type of level of musicianship that you need to have, even if you are quote unquote a vocalist only. Um, so I don't play any instruments, but I consider myself a musician. I know what I need to hear and what it should sound like. Right. Right. Many times when I step into a setting where the worship leader doesn't know anything about music and it's you trying to you're trying to uh, share with the band what you need from them and you can't do it because you don't have any knowledge of what you're talking about. Exactly. Um, I think some biblical knowledge is is definitely something that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, what does your, your life in the word look like? And so when you sing these songs, it should be like a, a wellspring, like the word should be hitting your heart enough to where it could just flow out if you need it to. And we should, we should be able to tie scriptures in with the songs that we're leading. Yeah. Um, 
gosh, what else? I do think there's a level of stage presence that you need to have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what we do, um, there is a, a part of it that's performance-based as much as we don't like to acknowledge that. Like uh, what's in your, your heart should flow out of you. And that even means with your body language. Right. So, um, nobody wants to be looking at no old stale worship leader up there. Like you gotta move a little bit. Amen lights, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, those are probably the, the couple of things that I think for sure. And mm -hmm. in a servant's heart, you have to be willing to serve. And like, and and so for me, my role and where I'm at, my my real responsibility number one is to serve my pastor. And yeah. so, what do you need from me? How can we partner with one another to make sure that this is the best experience possible? Um, but I need to to be a servant before anything else, and then the rest kind of follows after that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, describe your strengths as a worship leader. Gosh. Um, I definitely think energy um, mm -hmm. and vocal ability um, are, are some of my strengths, but I think my strengths shine more off stage than they do on. So while I would say many people enjoy my leading worship when I lead worship and it's, it's so flattering, but I think what people don't see are the other things, which is that um, I'm always going to give other people opportunities to shine. Um, I, I am skilled at developing people. And so I want to pull whatever's in you out of you so we can get the best version of you, the best yeah. version of you. And so you can duplicate yourself. Like if I get sick or get hit by a bus, I hope that my team's able to crush a weekend service without me there. And so that's exactly. <laughs> my shine on. And I don't have anything to prove. I'm already in the role. God's already called me and equipped me to be in this. And so like, I don't got to sing every single song. Exactly. You don't have to sing every single song. And I think sometimes worship leaders, they get um, they get that confused. They think I'm a worship leader, so I have to sing every single song. No, that's 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 not the case. You really don't. Yes. I also enjoy having a voice and I'd like to have it for the rest of my life. So so, Ty, do you think there's something missing um, in some of our worship leaders today? Anything missing? Something missing. Um, I don't know if I'd say something missing, mainly because I, I'm around a plethora of worship people from different environments. Mm -hmm. I think uh, when I think of worship leaders in modern day, um, I think of social media. Okay. And so I don't know if I would say something's missing as opposed to making sure that we keep a perspective that like um, it's not about us and examining our hearts. Um, yes. On and off stage. Mm -hmm. And so before you post that thing, think, is this for me or is this for other people? Mm -hmm. Am mm -hmm. I sharing this stuff because I want people to see how dope I am or how amazing I am? Or am I doing this because I want to invite people into this God encounter experience? Um, and I want them to experience the same thing. Or am I using this as an invitation to invite you to my church? Or am I actually posting this because I sound amazing and I want you to hear it? And so I don't think it's something that we're missing now because I think this is something that we will always battle with because we're humans. Who, right. You think you, the, I mean, the main one you can think of is Satan. He was a musician and mm -hmm. he wanted glory and he didn't get it. And we know where he's at now. And so right. um, it's something that we'll always have to wrestle with. And it's always tension we'll live with as worship pastors, worship leaders. Gotcha. So, so do you feel that, um, do you feel that this pandemic has, has affected our worship life in some way? Yeah. I think it's twofold. I think on one hand, it's exposed how much worship we actually weren't doing with the Lord intimately. Mm, mm. Because, we're, because when churches, when church doors are no longer open, right? What we would consider church and I, what we should, we have to change our language to saying physical buildings because the church is us. We are the church. Uh, but when the buildings weren't open, 
Well, then it's people found their identity in that thing. And so they're like, oh, I can't lead on stage no more. What about my outfits? And so what? what what? what do you mean? Like I can't, I can't step on the stage, and so you have months, and there are still churches that their 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 buildings are not open yet, and so uh, I think it showed us that our identity might be placed in the wrong thing and not in Christ. Um, and then I think on the other hand, it's it's really caused us to lean into the seasons that we're in, and maybe maybe just go a little deeper with our relationship with the Lord. So it's actually given many people an opportunity to to get closer with God um, and to to be more intimate with Him, and then. Whenever we come out of this season, or even while you're in it, uh, I think they're going to be stronger and better worship leaders because of, I know I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what's next for you? What do you got going on next? What is next for me? I'm going to keep on serving. And I don't know what the, what the Lord has for me, you know, right now. So I, I work at a church. It's called Life Church. Um, we, uh, just a couple, like, just cool, fun facts about us. So uh, we created the Bible app. It's called Uversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- okay. And stuff right here in Oklahoma. Um, my pastor's name is Craig Rochelle, and I get to serve at our Life Church Midwest City location. We currently have 36 locations across. Uh, oh my goodness! Um, it's really crazy, and I get to play a very tiny role. Um, I help lead worship for our student ministry online. It's called Switch, and then um, I'm one of the church online uh, communicators. So what that means is that like you might see me leading and hosting services online. Um, and we have people from hundreds of countries that tune in each and every week. And so um, I'm I'm right where I need to be right now. And yeah. I, don't, I don't foresee myself uh, doing anything different unless the Lord has it. Uh, I I do I do believe that one day I, I may have some music out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think one day you may see some more online stuff happen. From I mean, can we please? Yeah, I appreciate I, it. I think it I think it's gonna happen. The thing is, like what I've seen. And I know it's so true is that God's hand is definitely on me and he's orchestrated everything. And so there was a time where I strive to do way more stuff. Um, but I think he's blessed me like when I'm obedient. I, I've seen him bless me when I've been obedient, when I've been faithful in whatever season he's called me to. Mm-hmm. But right now it's the local church and I love it. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And so yeah. I know where it's coming. I just don't know what it is and when it will be. So, 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 how big is your uh, worship team? So, how many musicians? How many singers do you have? So, I have about ten singers on my team, okay. and I have five musicians, and that's it. But like when you, in the context of my church, we have uh, ten campuses in the Oklahoma City metro, okay. and so we all have our. The only way it'll kind of work within my church is that um, we all have our set bands that play every single week, and then we have a sub list of players that can kind of sub in and out if one of our guys or gals are, are not mm. there. And then we have, um, and then I have about 10 vocalists that rotate week in and week out. So I have four services on Sunday. And so I need a a good size team in order to, you know, have a good team. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so, so Ty, what's your, how do I say this? What's your statement of purpose? What's your purpose? Yes. So, um, gosh, I, I think it would be something along the lines of like, um, to use creative arts to help people you know, mm-hmm. have an encounter with the Lord or like yeah. something, something along those lines. And so, uh, because while I lead worship and sing, um, I, I do feel like I'm gifted in a lot more creative things as well beyond just that. And so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's in the ear? Who you, Oh, you know what? You already said who you were listening to. Um, 
where it talked about who you were listening to, what was in your ear. Um, any final words you'd like to share to our listeners? I'm going to have you sing, too, because your tone is just <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, my God. Just the tone. I mean, just the tone, guys. I would tell people to, to be faithful. Um, yeah. The number one thing that I hear from people that are, you know, at least younger people is like, how do I do what you do? Like, how mm -hmm. do we get to where you are? And I would tell every single person that I, and first of all, I haven't arrived. So there's that. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know where landing, what they think I'm at, but if they mean, how am I serving my church? It's because I've been serving my church. And right. so I would say, be faithful, like stay on track, um, that God has not forgotten about you. When, you. when you think of Galatians 6, 9, it says, don't go weary and well doing for in due season. Mm. You will reap if you faint not. Well, like, one, like in due season is really important for you to know, like you don't get to decide when due season is. You have to get exactly. And then the second part of that is you you think not. So you can't get tired or throw in the towel just because it didn't go your way or doesn't look like what you wanted it to look like. Right. Like you have to be faithful over those small things for God to bless you with many things. And so uh, just stay on track and stay on course. And um, God, yeah, God has a, a really cool plan for your life that may look different than what you thought, but it's going to be bigger and better than what you could have imagined for yourself. Amazing. Amazing words. Oh my God. Thank you so much. So last but not least, so I know you didn't saying 99 services. Just seven, but it's cool. Can you minister just a few, a few, a few lines of one of your favorite, one of your favorite songs? Yeah. Let me think. What's a good song? What's a song to sing? Uh, listen, I, she didn't tell me I was going to sing, so it could sound horrible. No, you know what? Let, hold on. You know what? Because you're not going to put this on me. Because how long ago did you get these questions? That's I, I did get the questions uh, a while ago. It was right in the mm -hmm. middle of the prep, though. But we're, and we're see, back. at least I give people heads up. It's to, it, it's up to you whether you want to you know, look at them or not. And he decided not to look at them, which is a good thing. I did get a very professional email. What's the song? Uh, okay, let's... Uh, uh, Hallelujah, you have won the victory. Hallelujah, you have won it all for me. Death could not hold you down. And you are the risen king. Seated in my justice, you are the risen king. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ty. I'm so glad we finally got this interview situated. It's amazing. I appreciate you so much. I love you. I miss you. So glad you were a part of the I Worship and Praise podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. This is, I want to say my little brother, this is Ty Winder, you guys. Ty Winder. It was an honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank everyone for your continued support and for tuning in to the I Worship and Praise podcast. Again, I am your host, Jennifer Robinson. Please follow I Worship and Praise on Instagram and Facebook.
Be on the lookout for iWorshipandPraise.com, our very own home, coming soon. And just so you all know, we're working on our first virtual event that's totally going to bless your life. Stay tuned for more information on that. If the I Worship and Praise podcast has blessed you in any way and you feel led to sow into this good ground, y'all, this is real good ground, I promise. Open up your cash app and type dollar sign I Worship and Praise or you can sow through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash I Worship and Praise. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, worship and praise, it's what's in you. Bless up, y'all.